Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on our favorite topic, vocation. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me today Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. All right, we're back. After, we are back. Uh, An unexpected yes. hiatus. We had some scheduling conflicts. That, I apologize for that last episode. No, well, it's <laughs> you why know, <laughs> Brian and Brian and I did a statistical analysis together, and you speak on this podcast by far the least the amount least. of the three of us. Uh, so you you getting got my chance. 23 minutes all to yourself <laughs> kind of catches you up uh, right. to, to at least Brian, probably not to me. I'd no, have to shut up for about no. 12, 15 episodes for uh, for that to That's uh, okay. stop. But it was good. Uh, yeah, it was well, a good thanks. sermon. Good, thanks. Uh, Praise it's, God. It, it, it's thinking about vocation in different ways. Mm-hmm. And... and uh, it's a matter that we can preach on because mm-hmm. it involves the will of God and loving yeah. our neighbors. And... It, it was probably one of the most fun sermons I've had in a while, just oh, because cool. it, it landed on a Labor Day weekend, you know, yeah. the, the weekend that Gene uh, V says vocation day. So it's been, I've kind of joined that cause of oh, cool. saying happy vocation happy day. I was I got some props. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both mentioned. Yeah. And, well, and, yeah, uh, right. You know, isn't it? We can say this as, as as pastors, as a little inside baseball for everyone to, to hear, but how delightful is it to preach on a topic mm-hmm. that you love talking about? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you hit a passage and it's just like someone's right. setting the baseball up on the tee for yep. you and said, oh, by the way, I blindfolded all the fielders. No, yeah. go nuts, you mm-hmm. know. I told my confirmation students, because mm-hmm. we talked about the Trinity last night, and I said, keep an eye on the clock. I said, yeah, Stop right. me at this time, I said, because I'll I'll do it forever. Uh, but good. it was fun because we have a new members class too mm-hmm. that we're going through, and I got to teach it twice in one week. It was just like yes, nah, good, good. Um, and this summer has worked out. I'm preaching on the Old Testament lessons on the three year lectionary, and um, I I have fallen into an impromptu series, one that I haven't planned. I'm not planning, but. It ends up I've preached a couple sermons now that are titled The Ten Commandments in Action. Mm. And they're they're from some pretty obscure Old Testament passages, but it just lays out perfectly oh, cool. what Luther talks in the catechism about how these commandments function in our regular lives. And it's it's really fun for me. One of my recent passions has been talking about how certain parts of the catechism are related to other parts of the catechism and mm-hmm. kind of weaving that web. And and just, you know, last week I preached on Amos eight and it's just Apparent in the text, there's a straight line between the third commandment, mm-hmm. which is remembering the Sabbath, and the ninth and tenth commandments to contentment. Mm. And the failure of the people in Amos is that they wanted to cut short the, the Sabbath day so they could keep exploiting the poor and making more money. And it's like, well, you're discontent because you're not resting in the peace that God has given you. And it's just fun to think about things that way. And, yeah, mm-hmm. that never happens in today's society. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally not. But yeah, it's, so it's fun stuff. And we get to continue to fuel our 
vocation induced mm-hmm. euphoria. Yeah. Um, really quick, it's coming up now. Yeah. When I was going to say, you can't get too far without mentioning RefCon. Well, this, this episode will air uh, in early October mm-hmm. and it puts us about a month about out a month from away. RefCon. RefCon 19. 2019. Yes. Um, so, I'm going to miss you not saying that after. <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll be RefCon 2020. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, all of the all of the sites are up and active and functioning. There there had yep. been some hiccups with yep. things, but the registration link is up on mm-hmm. Faith Free's website. It's up on our um, Facebook page, which we've been directing people to anyway. Mm-hmm. I've got it up on the Being Lutheran mm-hmm. site. The registration is active, and again, uh, just one small encouragement. You guys who've been listening, you already know what's going on, so we don't have to get into the content of the conference, but uh, encouragement, if you're unable to come, are still interested in in helping, being a part of it, one of the things you can do is you can purchase a scholarship ticket for someone else mm-hmm. to go, and, and we're especially targeting students of our Bible school and seminary, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, a meal ticket to the conference where you get the, the catered meal and the, the conference is $20. And, and if we get over 100 people to come and sign up, both Brett and Jason are going to break dance. If, oh, wow. So come and see that. So just just for that no, alone. No, no. I said if we dance, something will break. <laughs> <laughs> if we get 100 people, uh, we'll be pushing the limits of the amount of people we can fit into the sanctuary at Don't face. let yeah, that stop right. you. We Great have problem to have. Right. Come and, and we'll, join us. We'll, we'll Your leg will break in my pride. Yeah. <laughs> my ankle will probably break. Yeah, just, right. If you say it three times in a sentence, it just does. Yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to mm-hmm. all of the vocation immersion we have going on. Vocation. Mm-hmm. Vocation, yes. Yeah, so we're we're talking, we're starting a, a series of four episodes um, talking about vocation in the family. And yeah. Yeah, so why don't you just go through your presentation? Yeah, right. at the, yeah. I was gonna say you gotta wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait a month. We're gonna to we're gonna there. we're gonna blow your cover <laughs> for the next four well, weeks. And I kind of feel bad because I'm the only one who didn't say estate number two or whatever the second estate. Oh, I well, just yeah. used a different title. It just worked naturally into my title, right? Um, but don't feel bad about it. It it's, proves that I'm the wild card, the, the crazy <laughs> one out of the bunch. Wild and crazy guy, you're like uh, Steve right. Martin. <laughs> I do have a bit of a, a not. I don't know if it's. Rib- Rebellion, but it's probably is. If yeah, I'm honest, rebellious. I do. I kind of kick against yeah. what's expected kick against of me. The goads. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not always. I mean, I always want to do my job and fulfill my calling. But um, if someone ex- like kind of tries to put me into a box, I'm like, ah, you know, especially if it doesn't fit. So you did, these guys are passing secrets. Oh, now. sorry, no. So, <laughs> uh, I was just uh, we were talking about the three estates and and uh, our listener. Jennifer, Jennifer Gumbel. Yes. Yes, Bible school she, classmate of mine. <laughs> I love how she uh, she took the, I drew a little chart about the the concentric circles of vocation, the three estates oh, yeah. and, you know, family, church, society. Oh. And I think she likes Bonhoeffer's Yeah, she's version. a Bonhoeffer gal. She's she a Bonhoeffer likes Bonhoeffer's gal. version just a little yep. bit better. So she she modified the chart to, uh, yep. and to that's have a, the four parts. That's exactly how Bonhoeffer uh, does it. Um, <laughs> Thanks for your artwork, yeah. uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Cool. Well, you, cool. you have to share that on our uh, right. on our Twitter feed or, or yeah. Facebook or whatever. Yeah. No, it's, you know, and, and, and maybe this is the starting point of six minutes into the episode already, but the, the terminology we're using isn't common... Christian parlance. Yeah, right. There's a little bit of uh, teaching going on. There's a little bit of teaching, but I think it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, The dividing 
life up into not compartments, but into these categories Mm -hmm. enables us to think better about who we are and how we function as Christians. Mm -hmm. And so whether you have the three estates from Luther or you have the four divine mandates from Bonhoeffer or Bonhoeffer that came out sounding Scottish almost. Yeah, right. Uh, Can you wipe off my mouth? Oh, sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry, Brian. Um, I'm kidding. (laughs) um, In Calvinists who are listening, Mm -hmm. Abraham Kuyper did it in the sphere sovereignty is how he Mm -hmm. referred to it. So it's just ways to categorize what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, like there's some flux in it. It's, this isn't a biblical, Mm -hmm. uh, a finite, um, uh, a finite category. It's just a helpful way to think about life. And I wanted to share with you guys a little something I've been doing with my adult Sunday school the last few weeks. Just had great response to it as as I actually wrote down on a sheet of paper the three estates and just said, what happened this last week in your life Mm -hmm. in those estates? You know, joys and troubles Mm -hmm. and trials and... And it's just been a fun to hear people share, you know, going through each of the, the different aspects of their life and seeing God at work in, in them. Well, and, and that's and really a great way of looking mm-hmm. at the estates is because the, the estates help us delineate where we find our joy and contentment, mm-hmm. yep. but also where we do our suffering and yep, how yep. we suffer. You know, right. it's it is what we talked about in the last four episodes where what we're looking for here are boundaries and definitions. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Ten Commandments tell us how to love our neighbor, mm-hmm. but the three estates give us the boundaries of what that love is and when it's appropriate. You know, again, mm-hmm. is loving... You love your wife in a different way than you... You, you love your... If you're a doctor, you love your patient, yeah, right? You know, right. those are, it's still love, mm-hmm. but we sift it out. And so today and the next three episodes, we've got the family, mm-hmm. which is the most intimate and finite of the estates. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's. They're your closest neighbors. They're your closest neighbors. They're limited, often, and one of the most beautiful parts of family is you can teach so many biblical principles about what's going on because you don't choose your family. There's no consumerism in family. You are born with the family you have. I mean, really, the only choosing that ever goes on in the family is the choice of marriage, mm-hmm. yeah. and you have some some God given freedom. Wait, what? You mean you didn't? You weren't uh, part of a arranged marriage. I was not part of oh. an arranged marriage. Nor do I subscribe to the belief oh. that the universe has only one soulmate for me. Okay, and you know that's Disney. I just oh. heard somebody's uh, bubble pop. Yeah, when you mentioned I, that. I, I, somewhere a Disney princess <laughs> shed a tear. And couldn't help herself. Well, there's guys that think the same thing. But, so yeah, but right. here's the thing: if it is the fact that there's only one soulmate that yeah. God has for you, can you? The you, odds of finding that person. Well, the odds of finding that people, mm-hmm. but then it speaks to the grace of God because it just so happens most of us end up living pretty close to that soulmate when yeah. it comes down to it. You know, there's a lot yeah. of high school sweethearts getting married that it mm-hmm. just oh, it just so happens seven and a half billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. And my soulmate lived just across town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, there's freedom yeah. in the God-given boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, the man yep. and woman have freedom to marry as so long as they both want to get married. Yep. Uh, and, and that's what we're looking at here. But it is the family mm-hmm. that thrusts neighbors upon us to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a good way to think it's about interesting it. Interesting way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think of when I first held my son in my arms, the first time being a dad. Oh, scariest like, moment of my life. Yeah, right. You're talking <laughs> about having a person thrust on you that way. You're like, whoa. This, this <laughs> Almost is, literally as yeah, the nurse. Right. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. That was a life-changing moment. Yeah, for me. Oh. right. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, I've never hidden the fact that I've, you know, come from a semi-abusive home. And Mm -hmm. when you hold your child for the first time, you experience the father's love in a way that you can't any other way, Mm -hmm. where you're holding a baby that you would give your life for Mm -hmm. at that very moment. Mm -hmm. And that child has done nothing to earn it, uh, done nothing to deserve it. In fact... He was taking a crap the first mm-hmm. time I was <laughs> holding him. And, um, and that was actually a picture in a sense of me. It's like, okay, here I'm a sinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A sinner yep. saved by grace. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that was only a fraction of what the Father feels for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting that the blessing of family and children really reveal aspects of God's love that's very unique mm-hmm. to yeah. that environment. Yep. And, you know, thinking about when my oldest son was born, it was in life-threatening circumstances for him. He was born three and a half weeks early with a knot tied at his umbilical cord, and it was wrapped around his neck, and he Mm. came out blue as a smurf. Wow. We didn't know how he would be, and then actually four days later, he stopped breathing in my arms and Mm. had to be revived and re-hospitalized. But I was 25 years old when Mm -hmm. I finally got to hold him after observing the nurse's getting Mm -hmm. him breathing and things like that. Hmm. And when you're 25 years old, (laughs) you're pretty sure you're invincible Mm -hmm. and know what you're doing Mm -hmm. till you have a baby. (laughs) Nothing in life screams at you that you have no idea what you're doing until you have to be a parent. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's remarkable in that way, isn't it? Well, it's funny because I remember when Connie and I brought Zachariah, our oldest home, um, she's like, don't do that, I think. <laughs> and that's kind of mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet we're the, we're the only fathers that our children have. And, yeah. you know, literally. And, and I, in thinking about God, God's calling on our lives, he's placed us as fathers or as mothers or uh, children to our parents in, in those relationships that, um, that he has brought about. Yeah, and, and, and just tremendous blessings in experiencing love as God designed it in his ordered creation in the family. Now, what we're going to talk about in the next episode is part of the family having a finite limitation is that family is also where the deepest suffering happens. Mm-hmm. And you've yeah. already brought something up, Brian. When, when families become dysfunctional, mm-hmm. when families upset the order of God's creation, yep. there's so much pain and suffering. And we'll get to that. But the blessings, the blessings of being a spouse, mm-hmm. whether a husband or a wife, Blessings of being a parent, even the blessings of being uh, a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you have neighbors to love, mm-hmm. but again, in the family, you become aware that you have neighbors specifically to love you, mm-hmm. and it, and it changes the way you know. Uh, now, being both a son and a father, changes my perspective and how my dad raised me mm-hmm. and what he was doing. But you also get both sides of that love that God preaches about that belongs to him mm-hmm. in scripture, the father's love and how he loved the son. And, you know, as a father, you understand the actions of the father and the prodigal son running mm-hmm. out to meet yeah. his yeah. son. Yeah. Perfect and father. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you get a glimpse for vocation of a family or well, maybe all vocations, but vocation of family is first article of the creed stuff. Mm-hmm. God's ordered creation, creation for our yeah. good. Right. You know? 
So we're at a, a point in this episode where maybe we should have started with, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's how we roll. Uh, but you want a little insight into our show <laughs> prep right now? We're doing it on the fly. <laughs> loose but, and fancy free. So we're, we're talking about family vocations in general, but what are they? And uh, how do we how do we see love in, in the midst of these family vocations? And so we have, I mean, your basic vocations. First of all, you have the vocation of husband and wife. It's mm-hmm. the primary vocation in the family. The very first human institution is marriage, and we'll be covering that in a couple episodes from Genesis 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the vocation right. of parent and child. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing about vocations mm-hmm. is there's always a reciprocal. Yeah. The vocation comes in pairs. Yeah. yeah. They're so, supposed to be anyway. Where the, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a husband and a wife. There's right. a parent yeah. and a child. And, uh, Ideally, right? Ideally, right. Yeah. yeah. And then there's grandparents mm-hmm. and grandchildren. And then I think it's, it's harder for us to really get involved in American society, mm-hmm. but even the vocations extended, of extended family, extended family, it's kind of muted in our independent, mm-hmm. fiercely independent mm-hmm. American society, but you have aunts and uncles. Yeah, I love being know. an uncle. Yeah, yeah, I love being an uncle I too. It's one of my grandpa. favorite things. Yeah, and grandpa, <laughs> whoa, man. Uh, I'm I forget, the only one here. I always yes. forget how old you are. <laughs> exactly. I, so I won't old. tell you how old uh, a man from my congregation thought you looked, Brian, uh, before seeing your picture. Oh, really? <laughs> but it was older than what you actually are. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shout, well, shout out to that listener. Yeah, way to be. <laughs> he's not that old, but he is old. He's, he's filled with wisdom. Yeah, so yeah, we got... Right. <laughs> yeah, we wrap it all in. All the extended family, yeah. you know, cousins, aunts and uncles are in that. And then kind of alongside all that, we talk about the vocation of adoption. Yeah. Which is an incredibly... Good, good. Uh, Christian concept for us to wrap our minds around and how that carries with it all of the vocations of families. And so mm-hmm. we, what we're really doing from this point on is how do husband and wife love each other? Mm-hmm. How do parent and child love each other? Right. Directing that love to our neighbor as we receive from God his grace and that yep. overflows in our lives. And exactly. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a love that is governed by assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're the three of us in this room are husbands. Mm-hmm. So our love for our wives should be, not always, mm-hmm. is, should be positively impacted by our comfort in our own salvation mm-hmm. so that our love for them is directed to them, mm-hmm. not cast towards them like a fishing line so we can receive something mm-hmm. in return. And it also should be based on the covenant aspect of the Bible versus a contract. Uh, okay. Marriage, a lot of times in modern day society, is a gift to get. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a cell phone contract and you, you pay for services rendered. Quid pro but quo. That, that, yeah, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not covenant love. Uh, you love someone because you, God has called you to. You love mm-hmm. someone uh, in a way that is biblical and that supports uh, God's design for marriage in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's absolutely not a you scratch, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. But and then when it comes down to marriage, it is the vocation that demands the most from us in Scripture. <laughs> the 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 one the only relationship you will ever have in your life that is more important than your marriage mm-hmm. is your relationship with God. And mm-hmm. it's so amazing because it's actually the truths of marriage are quite simple but they are not easy there we go yeah right isn't that amazing yep. how something can be simple mm-hmm. but be extremely difficult mm-hmm. well, and, yeah and, there, and there's parts of both law and gospel in these vocations the what we're called to do and the 
impossibilities of that and uh, also God at work in, in blessing us. And, and exactly, it's, uh, again, the, the primacy of the family estate is that when things break down in the family, God fulfills those vocations for us. And, and it's one of those things in, in our area of sensitivity, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all, mm-hmm. but the church is kind of hesitant to, to talk about the blessings of being in a family because there are so many people from broken families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the church is, is hesitant to talk about the blessings of marriage sure. because there's a, a, a preponderance of single people in the church who want to be married. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing that where the families in society today have broken down, mm-hmm. God fulfills every one of those voids in a gospel function. Yeah, amen. So, yeah. we have the, the church is the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. and God is our loving, gracious, benevolent Father. And mm-hmm. Jesus fulfills in our place the role of the faithful son Mm -hmm. and jesus for us is our brother and we Mm -hmm. just go round and round and round on that so that uh when we talk about suffering in the next episode the comfort for those in the midst of a broken vocation is that they can turn their eyes into to the Trinity, to our God, yes. and have it fulfilled. I, I just threw that bone to you specifically and intentionally, Brian. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it all flows out of assurance of faith mm-hmm. and and that resting and trusting in the victory and the completed work of Jesus Christ yeah. so that we as an act of worship can then participate in these vocations. And, and and we do this where it all flows out of that that grace and mercy of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it becomes that I want to do this mm-hmm. because of what God has done for me, not I have to because I'm obligated. That's yeah, right. a very different mindset. And so anyway, appreciate where this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to how this goes. Yeah. So. Do, do you have a verse for us to close? Um, Maybe we should know, wrap I, up this episode. I, I, I was getting to that point and I, I, okay. I need to... Go there. So, uh, why don't you summarize what we're going to begin with Uh, next episode? So, so the outline for the next episode, because I'm a teacher by nature, is we will give practical examples of what love looks like and of why we look, why we love in that way in each vocation in the family, and then we're going to spend the last half of the half of the episode again vocation tells us where we suffer yeah. mm-hmm. and what does suffering look like in the family mm-hmm. and how do we cope with that in the oh midst boy, of I got a lot of life. examples for no just kidding. <laughs> the parent of five kids yeah, let me tell right, you about right, suffering yeah. yeah all right i just thought it would be appropriate because we we're talking about the word of god what the word of god reveals and i love how uh, the gospel of john ends and so now jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Join us next week as we continue our discussion on the first estate of vocation, the family. God bless you and have a great week.